Hello and welcome to this week's Arts and Entertainment Podcast with Cedars, where we talk about arts and entertainment from a Christian perspective. I'm Janie Walenda. I'm Jacob Bundy. And I'm Ben Konich. All right, so this week we're doing a wheel of genres. Fate. I don't know how. We've yeah, never we, came so, up with an official hey, name of this. So we are doing <laughs> this special episode called My Recommendations, where we have a genre re- wheel that we're going to spin and when we spin it, we're going to say uh, a movie in that genre that we would recommend, and or we're going to explain show. why it is definitely the best movie ever, I'm and holding also out. why you should watch it. <laughs> I'm so holding out for TV shows. I'm holding no out that I get all. animation, we, and I can just talk about Amphibia. We definitely came up with this idea like 10 minutes ago. No, no, no. This is a well-thought-out no, part yeah. of our schedule have been, I've been that working we have been on working for five on, We worked years. on this wheel for <laughs> all semester. Um, so we basically want an excuse to talk about the sure. projects that we think we're the most passionate about, but we don't want to talk about the same three things that everyone on campus knows we won't shut up about. So this I'm gives us an opportunity to do this. That... So, <laughs> yes. Janie, why don't you... I can work amphibia into any conversation. Watch me. Well, let's spin the wheel and find out, shall we? All right. Wait, Real am I going quick, first? Should we tell them who I am? Okay, yes. Jacob, who are you? Hi, are you? I'm Jacob. So... I help rec- these people record and like give them ideas for episodes and stuff. But you know they're also creative, and so they figure out they, f- they usually figure out what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Jacob. Since has Sam's been... not here, I am filling in as Sam. Jacob so. has been present for every podcast we've done. Yes. He has always been here, and he has had to listen to all of our horrible, horrible. It's thoughts. all been great. So he had. Yeah. He is finally making a stand, and <laughs> he gets all the really bad outtakes that you guys don't have to hear. He has to listen to. Yeah. He has to listen so. to our voices for far too long. <laughs> He's our Sam Acosta understudy today. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So who's gonna, sure. who's gonna go first? Uh, why don't you spin go first. Okay. that? Wheel. Uh, if it's horror, I'm gonna it's be up the creek without the a paddle. Yeah. You could just spinning. Do... It's spinning. Oh no! I got anime. <laughs> <It's> anime. <laughs> Help. <laughs> okay. So hmm, I'm trying to think out of like the two animes I've seen. <laughs> this is if you can faintly hear from Germany across the ocean, you can hear the sound of my brother going. This is why you should have been watching Spy Family already. <laughs> He's been trying to get me to watch that for ages. Um, I'd have to say. These are the two that Ben has shown me and other friends at different points, but it's Silent Voice and Bell yeah. are two really mm-hmm. good movies, and they're also, I think, really good introductions to anime because they're just really interesting, and they deal both of them deal with some pretty heavy topics, but do it in a really like well-thought-out, and the films are also just absolutely gorgeous, mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. of them. I think if I had to pick one... Well, I've seen a silent voice twice, and so I'd probably recommend that. I just really like pink hair, so I'm inclined to <laughs> Belle at any given moment. Um, but yeah, there's pink hair in a silent voice. There is pink hair, but there, yeah, I'm pretty sure there is. It, it, it's like it's, a little. But off. Belle's hair is very pink okay, in, yeah, uh, in Belle. Yeah. But a silent voice is a very. I'd probably recommend it as my number one. It's a heavier film to watch, so it's something that you kind of need to check up on it before you watch it but yes. it's just really good at talking about bullying uh, it's a really good representation of being deaf and using sign language and, and also just... yeah some heavy topics mm-hmm. of, of a certain nature that you should probably look up yeah. before you read it but it, it is a happy ending is maybe but the best way to say it there is a happy ending but yeah. it also has Spoilers. one of the most <laughs> it has one of the most like pit of your stomach moments oh, I've ever had word. in a movie for yes. me and you guys both yes. instantly know what I'm yes. talking about but that one I moment, saw it coming before the characters did, and I was oh, screaming I maybe at the TV. Did, but oh my goodness, oh. It, that it mm-hmm. it hits hard even yep. almost a year after the last time I've seen it. So, Silent Voice would be yeah. my very unqualified anime recommendation. Solid you. pick. Solid pick. That I mean, that's my favorite movie of all time right now. It oh, made yeah. it into the top three. Of nice. 
Spin. Yay! The spinning. Y'all can't see it. Hopefully, it takes them out and we don't get some of the same. Drama, drama. for Jacob. Oh, no. What's a drama uh, film? A good drama film you've seen. Okay. I just have to think of all of my Tom Hanks movies. <laughs> <laughs> my we boy just Tom. have a whole separate genre. I love Tom, Tom Hanks. To be honest, I, I found I really like Tom Hanks because there's this one music video for, I think, was it I really like you and he's hilarious in it because he's also a comedian but he's doing drama comedians are the best drama actors <laughs> yes That's... it is great um I think what it would be is a bridge of spies oh. um it is basically Tom Hanks plays this lawyer who is trying to get his client who is a Russian spy <laughs> out of basically being I don't know imprisoned um and this is during like Cold War stuff. And so then he basically is able to be like, oh, we can use this guy in a trade since I can't get him like out. So I was like, I'm going to use this guy in a trade to like do this trade. And so it's this whole big thing about like getting this trade to happen and not being manipulated by other forces and stuff. And it's just, mm. it's really cool and really interesting. And I really like Tom Hanks. They also give like good, um, you know, like emotional anxiety advice. Cause <laughs> like one guy's like, do you, do you ever get nervous? And he's like, would it help? And no people, it doesn't help. So that's why you should go watch Bridge of Spies. It's really solid. I've seen it, but it's been a long time ago. I love it. Ben, what's your favorite Tom Hanks movie? Real quick. No explanation, just Tom Hanks. The Burbs. The what? The no burbs. explanation. Oh, okay, no explanation. Moving on. Mine is Toy Story 2. Moving I really on. Hope that's Tom Hanks, and I'm not misremembering it. All right, I'm spilling the w- spinning the wheel now, so let's it's, see what it, I get. It do be spinning. It's just going... Oh, see, I knew it's it doesn't anime. take out the category. Yay. Okay, so I got anime. Oh, yeah, yeah, see, here's the qualified um, anime opinion here. Here's the problem. A silent voice would probably be my pick, <laughs> and it's already been talked about. So You could talk about but as if it's Let me movie. think. One of my, probably my second favorite anime movie. A lot of people right now are talking about the director, Makoto Shinkai, who made some really popular movies like Your Name, oh, which yeah, everyone's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the best one. And Weathering With You, which oh, I thought was yeah. better. It was um, good. It was so good. And he's got a new movie coming out right now oh. called Suzume, which I'm really excited for. Yeah. Is that the door one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but my, <laughs> we just saw the trailer yesterday. That's Actually, all I know. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> Makoto Shinkai movie was a movie that very few people seemingly remember, and it's called Children Who Chased Lost Voices. Hmm, I've heard. And it's really interesting because it doesn't seem like it's a Makoto Shinkai movie. It seems more like a Studio Ghibli or like Hmm. a normal animated adventure. But what's so special is the main character, she's, you know, living her normal life and she witnesses this like this monster on end and this this guy that she's seen around a couple times, like fights it and then seemingly disappears. And she's like, what's going on? And basically finds out that there's like this this world beneath our world. Almost like a like a Jules Verne or Edgar Rice Burroughs kind of deal. Like there's this like mm. like f- world beneath ours, filled with like fantasy creatures and like people struggling through life. And the whole premise is, they launch on this journey. Her and um like her professor, who she finds out has been like studying this and trying to figure it out a way in for so long. They go on this journey through this like underground world. Because if they endure, like, the perils and they get to, like, the center of it, they're able to, like, summon this mythological creature and supposedly are granted a single wish. Mm. So she's going for it, um, for her wish. She's going for his wish. And it's it's really hard to explain, but it's just, it's a beautiful movie. It looks gorgeous. Mm. The themes, while not as explicit as, like, A Silent Voice, are working in the background mm. about grief and loss and the cycle of life and death and learning mm. to let go. Yeah. Um, it's got some awesome like action and tension and adventure. 
So it's it's one of those movies that like I watched it at 2 a.m. one time when my parents were gone and I had like a night for myself and I watched it and I remember just the movie ending and I sat there like, whoa. And very few people know about it, and it makes me angry. Can I, I just realized while you're talking, can I backtrack on what I said earlier about the anime I would recommend? Because I just remembered the other, the, the, the anime I've seen that still like kind of haunts me a little bit to this day is The Girl Who Left Through Time. Because oh, just yeah. like a silent voice, there's that moment that's just the pit of my stomach dropped out. And I don't know if that makes sense biologically, but like it was, that's a good movie, and it still st- it sticks with me more than any of the other AMAs. If I'm so. ever watching another anime and I hear the sound of a railroad crossing, my PTSD oh will be triggered. It, it, it's oh, it's so good. All right, I'm going to spin the wheel again. Hopefully we don't get if anime again. it's a repeat again. one, we can, we can If it's a repeat one, we move on. Yeah. We, we're going to have it. Animation! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so what, let me tell you. What would you, you like to talk about? Let me tell you about this show called Amphibia. Oh. Um, <laughs> I've, I've only heard of that I've never heard times. of this. No one's ever heard of this before also, that I know. Okay, here's the thing. You actually should convince me to watch Amphibia. Okay. Because I have I started the first season and I know what's coming and mm-hmm. I know it gets it's it's gonna it's get real. fun, but I'm like I need to get mm. through that first season. Should I skip things? So explain Jacob, why. You're a Gravity Falls fan. I have no. How, how do you know that? <laughs> I have no idea. He's wearing Dipper's hat right now as I, we I speak. Am. But so there's kind there's a lot of Disney animated shows, but kind of I feel like the tri- the trio that's the most well known and, and are the best from what I know are Gravity Falls, mm-hmm. Amphibia, and Owl House. Yep. And Amphibia kind of got a little I wouldn't say overshadowed by the Owl House, but Owl mm-hmm. House definitely has a lot more mainstream attention. And Gravity Falls came out well before these two shows, <laughs> and so it kind of is the basis and the icon. And I wouldn't say I don't think Amphibia is better than Gravity Falls. I prefer it because it's it's a personal preference thing. But Amphibia is basically the story of this teenage girl named Anne. She's 13, and she opens up this jewelry box. There's a lot of context there, but her friends basically peer pressure her into stealing this jewelry box. They open it up, and it transports them to this world called Amphibia, and it's full of frogs. Now stay with me. You already know this because you've seen the first bit. But basically, Anne ends up in this town full of toads, and she meets this family called the Planter Family. And it's this grandpa who's a very, like, crotchety old grandpa oh yeah there's a like preteen teenage sort of type you don't know because he's a frog um they're not toads i messed up my amphibia lore anyway it's a town full of frogs there's the teenage boy named sprig and then they have a little basically a toddler a tadpole named polly and she's my favorite character and Anne kind of gets adopted by them. And as first season goes on, you discover that one of Anne's other friends, Sasha, has also been transported to Amphibia. And she's the one in the town full of the toads who are just meaner. Well, that's good. And so, like, they can be best friends again, right? No. Oh. Because we end season one. <laughs> so every season of Amphibia finale ends with, like, the most absurd stakes for Disney Channel animated shows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling – I'm, I don't want to – I'm not going to go out here and spoil things. But main characters do, in fact, die. What? What? Main characters get season two finale ends with one of our main characters thrown out of a building. And the other main character, and that one gets resolved fairly quickly. But (laughs) Yeah, the ground's right there. (laughs) But season two ends with one of the main characters stabbed through the stomach. And we don't know what happened. And so this film, this series has a lot of really low stakes, fun episodes like most kids animated shows do. But they, when they 
go up to higher stakes, they go up to higher stakes. And here's the thing about Amphibia, and this hit especially hard for me this week. I was thinking about rewatching some Amphibia, and I didn't because it would have been a poor decision. But Amphibia is really hard, not hard, it's really great for me as someone who's had to say a lot of goodbyes in my life. Hmm. Because, not to basically spoil everything, but with every show where you have a protagonist transported to a magical world or something, they either stay in that world or they have mm-hmm. to leave it. Yeah. And something this show does so spectacularly is there is never a question if Anne's going to stay in Amphibia. It's only a question of if they're going to get back and forth. But the series just addresses the finality of goodbyes in like the hardest way possible. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. And this is one of the hardest I've ever cried at a TV show. Because it just shows the pain and the finality and just the hurt of not just friends, but making a family wherever you are. You know, Anne gets adopted by the frogs I mentioned earlier. All of her other friends from Amphibia, not only does Anne meet up with her friends again, but her friends find other families through the other newts and toads there in Amphibia. All of these Mm. girls make new families, make new friends. They have these people that they love and care about, and they have to leave them. And they're very likely never going to see them again. Mm -hmm. And that's something I've had to face many times in my life. Mm. Not as final as Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm going to a different dimension, see you. (laughs) But like there's so many people in my life that Mm. I love that I've just had to say goodbye and I don't get to see Mm. them again. But we also get to see, we get a flash forward at the end and we get to see these people move on and we get to see them grow. And we also get to see how their time with these other people has impacted them. And has enacted positive change in their lives and it just it's uh, it, it's something that hit me very very hard and so mm. that's why amphibia is so good is because you have all of the light-hearted fun family antics but all of that builds up towards the inevitable goodbye and it's mm. it's really good and it's mm. really fun and i rambled for far too long so jacob you get to spin the wheel now cool yeah thank you <laughs> spin that wheel Oh, we almost got anime again. Horror. Okay, horror, Jacob. So that we are the Cedarville Media Podcast. Yes. That means I don't have to talk about movies. No. <laughs> I just talk. I just wax poetic about a cartoon kids show. Yes, yes. you are able to not just talk about movies. All right. <clears throat> Recently, I and I haven't played this game. Ooh. I just watched a playthrough of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about this on Cedarville. <laughs> Uh, so the, the game is called Franbo. Oh, no. <laughs> See, I have no idea. I have Frambo, all the ideas. <laughs> if you can't stand icky stuff, probably don't play it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't well, now play I it, just want to play it. it even more. And just, you know, just look up what's in it before you go into that thing. I'm just a stubborn, stubborn it is person. A, it is a, um, you know how most stories are like, okay, we're going to start in like a no- neutral place and then we move to an action place. No, Frambo starts in an insane asylum that gets way worse <laughs> because there's something going on here and it's not good. Basically, uh, there's this girl, Fran Bo, obviously, wow. and she is being imprisoned in this asylum because well she's in she's possibly a little kooky her parents were horrifically murdered mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yep we're not gonna go into more detail about that they were horrifically murdered and she's in this asylum and she suddenly oh. starts seeing and like the night of the murder she saw this horrible demon goat monster thing and when she's in the asylum and she starts taking these pills these duotine pills which do something weird and they're like don't ever give this to her again and then she's like i'm gonna 
take more of this. And she's seeing these horrifying, terrifying, alternate world things going on. And she finds out that she's being held here by this creature, Remore, who is basically big jerk. And he's like, I'm, you know, <laughs> I mean, one of his lines is like, if you leave the house of madness, I will bring you back. And like, it's, it's not the exact quote, but he's basically just like, if you try to leave, it's like, I will drag you back here into insanity. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> and she her big goal is just, I want to, she wants to go out and find her kitty, um, Mr. Midnight. Aww. And so she, her goal is just to go do that. And so she's getting some help to do that. And it is a wacky, weird journey that is like, I, it took a little while for me to get into it. Yeah. And then it hit a point where I was like, I am invested. And also like, it has like a really nice, like, as some sort of like good message in there mm-hmm. while also being like I don't exactly know what's going on at the end but like it seems like she's doing better and moving on and like there's a lot of like hope and I think a lot of like themes of like how bad things can give us strength and mm-hmm. be like they can work towards good she has a part at the end where she talks about like between guilt and fear it's like I chose happiness and mm-hmm. it's like oh it's like this cool little story so so, and I got dragged into the lore of that, and I'm writing <laughs> a episode for possibly YouTube about it. <laughs> what makes it so effective as a piece of horror instead of just like a, like a thriller or whatever is it has a really cute, like normal kids which art is like, style. Yeah, which is a slightly uh, a little bit off. Which is slightly <laughs> a little off, and it's like yeah. a normal like point and click adventure game from like the 90s. Mm-hmm. But like at random points, unexpectedly things will just switch yeah like Ooh. from like normal to like nightmare so like nightmare or like time things like just also, distorting the art style or the sanity of the character so yeah. it's just really unsettling because on one hand it's like oh this is normal and then the other hand there's like something is off and i hate it yeah and like in the asylum she like when she takes the pills and that's maybe some of it even is like you know it's gonna happen so you're like okay it's time to see what happens in this room and you're oh, like no. oh that's not good and like and like a lot of the thing is like you see almost this like what's kind of going around the background i think is what's implied is like these kids are like dealing with these problems but you take the duotine pills and you're like oh there's literally this horrifying creature that's like whispering in their ear day and night and you're like okay okay yeah okay but yeah. it's really interesting. Yeah. That was solid. I haven't I haven't thought about it in years. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Recently. All right. I'll All right, spin, spin the wheel the one wheel last time ben. here. What do I get? And what you got? Action. action. I wonder what. <laughs> do you Do you have any action? Do you have movie? any action? I swear action the uh, like? the this, this autonomous w- the AIs wheel? that are taking over have yeah. been listening because Janie and I were talking <laughs> yes. before this. We both really wanted to talk about something for me that was action for her that was animation and the wheel really did us yes. like solid. Thank you. The wheel. The AI. Wheel so us. overlords. I'm Underlords? very excited because uh, as of well a couple days ago, um, a trailer for Extraction Two just hit Netflix. Um, and Extraction 2 is so exciting for me because it is a sequel that's coming out this summer for one of my favorite action movies ever made, and that would be Netflix's Extraction. I think it was like 2019, 2020, um, and Extraction was a movie starring Chris Pratt. I'm not Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh, Chris Hemsworth. How could I? Chris Hemsworth is in the main role. Um, it's produced by the Russo brothers from like Winter Soldier and um, Avengers movies. And it's directed by a guy who's been a longtime stunt coordinator for action mm-hmm. movies. And it was his directorial debut. I think he actually mm-hmm. worked with the Russo brothers in like the Avengers movies. 
So it's his directorial debut, and it's so hard to explain because the basic premise is the main character, he's this mercenary. Um, something happens where a one of India's like biggest crime bosses, his son gets kidnapped and taken to, I think it's Bangladesh or, or somewhere, somewhere in that area. And so he has to go in and pull an extraction. He has to get the kid, get out. And it's simple, but everything goes horribly wrong, and basically the mm-hmm. entire city starts looking for him. And it's, you know, one of those, like, traditional, like, tropes of the hardened character opens up to a child. So, like, you yeah. Mandalorian, expect Pedro Pascal to be playing the role <laughs> instead. Yeah, where, where was he? But what makes it so special is the story happens naturally. Like, it feels realistic in its depiction of it. But also the action is so well done. Again, I would suggest looking up a brief content warning because it is a very violent movie. And if you're not a huge fan of violence and blood, maybe not your thing. But whereas like the John Wick movies have like invented like a completely new genre of action, mm-hmm. Extraction takes what has made action movies of the past so good and elevates it to like the perfect point. Mm-hmm. Almost to the point of that new genre. Like it's smooth and it's it's crisp and the choreography is great. And like John Wick, like the camera work is part of the action itself but Mm. there's a grit to it because he's not some expert you know hitman like john wick was who's the gentleman killer he's a soldier who's fighting for his life and for survival and there's hand-to-hand scenes and there's gunfights and there's car chases and there's like a like a single shot action sequence that lasts Mm. like five ten minutes that's so well done and so it's just like the entire movie like once you get to like the 15 minute point is just an exhilarating, like, edge of your seat, like, oh, my word, I don't know what's going to happen. And, like, you genuinely don't know how that movie's going to end. So if you're a fan of action movies, watch Extraction. Very cool. All right. So I think that's all the time we yeah. have today. This yeah. was a really fun time with the wheel, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of categories we never touched, like romance or comedies yeah, or so. family movies in general. So there's a lot of good movies out there. There we are. Would talk, we could talk about for ages. I could talk about Amphibia for much longer. <laughs> and there's yeah. a lot of good games and shows out there, too. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like so. The Last of Us. Like The Last, like the of, last us. of Us. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a great You know, we should do an we episode do about an The episode. Last of Us. Should we wait till Sam's here We probably should. We probably yeah. should. I wonder if he would have We love you, Sam. We're waiting that. for you. For any of you who's yep. confused, we've been trying to do a episode about The Last of Us for, like, weeks and one of us every single time without fail has had something come up that's made it unable to do so so you will get a last of us episode at some point because i will not shut up about this show and i want an excuse to talk about it on a cedars podcast and we're making that excuse as soon as as soon as all of us are in good health (laughs) again because i think every week except for like maybe one or two has been yeah i woke up and i don't feel well so we're not coming so Mm -hmm. once all of us are no longer sick we will record a last of us podcast yeah but until then, I'm yeah. Janie Melinda, and I really like Amphibia quite a bit. I'm Jacob Bundy, and I've been here the whole time. <laughs> my name is Ben Konich, and I'm on my last brain cell, which is just Pedro Pascal. All right. We'll see you guys later. See ya. Bye. See ya.